Discussion keeps the world turning. This is Roundtable. Hello, everybody. Welcome to Roundtable. Coming to you from Beijing, I'm He Young. Good as always to have you for this ride. Today, we invite you to step into the frosty magic of Northeast China's winter wonderland. This season, an avalanche of excitement is sweeping through the country as snow and ice tourism takes center stage. Brace yourselves because Harbin, nestled in the icy embrace of Heilongjiang Province, is stealing the spotlight as the ultimate playground for snowy fun. And we're all ears for your burning questions. Or epic stories. Grab your smartphone, record a voice memo, and let's make radio magic. Send your thoughts to ezfmroundtable at foxmail.com. You might just snag the VIP seat in our next Heart to Heart. For today's program, I'm joined by Yushun and Josh Cotterell. First on today's show. Winter has cast its enchantment over northeast China, sparking a surge in. Ice and snow tourism—that's drawing in a wave of eager travelers. Despite the biting cold, Harbin, situated in the northernmost of Heilongjiang Province, is emerging as the hottest destination for winter enthusiasts and snow aficionados alike. So let's take a look at what's going on. Tell us about Harbin's sudden rise to winter stardom, Yushun. Yes, if you are surfing the internet recently, you can absolutely tell that Harbin in China is so popular. According to Tongchen Travel, which is a domestic ticket booking platform, Harbin was one of the country's hottest tourist destination over the recently concluded New Year's Day holiday season, with the Harbin Ice and Snow World proving the most popular destination across the country. And we'll talk about this Ice and Snow World later. I assume this will be. <laughs> Top destination, right?、Um, <laughs> data provided by the city's tourism department shows that Harbin welcomed over three million visitors during the three-day holiday, ranking in 5.91 billion yuan, and that's about 832 million U.S. dollars in tourism revenue. Both the number of visitors and the total tourism revenue reached historical peaks, and also we can see data from the Beijing-based online travel agency Chunar shows that. On December twenty sixth, twenty twenty three, hotel bookings in Harbin for the New Year's Day holiday surged an astonishing two thousand five hundred and seventy percent on a yearly basis. So the bustling crowds at the airport are primarily made up of travelers from the southern part of the country.、Um, data indicates that from December first to twenty first, the majority of tourists come from provinces and cities such as Shanghai. Guangzhou, Shenzhen, Fujian, Zhejiang, Anhui, and Sichuan, and I think that is the reason that one of the hashtags online is so popular that you know Harbin people or Northeast people are calling people from the southern part of China as little potatoes, 小土豆 because a lot of people that from southern part of China are visiting this charming winter wonderland. Yes, and please don't get the locals wrong that there is no offense. Basically, it seems to be only goodwill、mm. that comes from the Harbin locals because. 
they have other seriously more demeaning ways of calling people such names if that was the intent. But it's more like a term of endearment when it comes to small potatoes in this sense. And Josh, you've done some research and looked up Harbin and the northeastern part of China in wintertime. And what have you found out? Have you heard some of this buzz as well? Yeah, well, it's pretty interesting because it seems like quite an unlikely candidate for a popular tourist destination, doesn't it? Because Mm. of how difficult the conditions are. Um, But it's pretty interesting how they've managed to make it a really attractive tourist destination. I think it's a real success story. I think the Ice Festival, of course, uh, is one of the main attractions and has become quite famous around the world because of snow sculptures and things like this, Uh, especially in Europe and places like this. We're quite interested in snow and ice and stuff like this. So uh, these pictures of, you know, illuminated ice castles and various winter themed shapes and stuff like that are very Instagrammable, for example, and they can go viral, I think, giving Harbin quite a lot of popularity. Um, So I'd heard about it before this show, of course, and I'd seen some pictures of it. I've also heard that uh, historically, there's quite a lot of Russian influence on its architecture Mm. and culture and things like this. And so there's buildings like St. Sophia Cathedral. And I think that this makes it quite distinctive architecturally as well from other parts of China. So Uh, It's done pretty well. And uh, on top of that, of course, there's a lot of culinary significance in that area as well that make it quite special and individual. So, um, yeah, uh, it's somewhere that I hope to go at some point. But I must admit, the icy conditions, um, (laughs) I'm a beach kind of guy. Ah, I see. Makes you quiver. (laughs) And these bone-chilling temperatures, snowflakes dancing in the air, and a city that transforms into a snowy spectacle, that is Harbin. It's not just a destination, it's a frosty fantasy brought to life, as locals like to say. And this winter, Harbin is suddenly all over social media, as you guys have mentioned. What are some of the trending memes, topics, hashtags, and what are people talking about? Hmm. The first one that comes to my mind is the one that we've talked about, Southern Little Potatoes. Um, Tourists from the southern part of China have been given this kind of exclusive nickname by Harbin locals. And locals explain that in their eyes, Little Potatoes is an endearing term that conveys cuteness and charm. And due to the generally the figure of southern tourists, especially girls who bundle up tightly with their down jackets and, you know, because of the temperature, right? So they resemble little potatoes in appearance. And also the one called Harbin, you make me feel unfamiliar is also very popular on Weibo, which is Chinese microblog. And um, we can see a lot of people are sharing their experience of traveling in Harbin. And a lot of locals are saying that, okay, the service that Harbin, the city is offering is so unfamiliar to them because they have never experienced that as locals, but they're giving the best service they could offer to all of these tourists that is visiting Harbin right now. Hmm. And also one uh, internet user's comment kind of stands out in the sense of, well, capturing the moment that uh, it came as quite the surprise for the southern city of Sanya in China that 
this year, the biggest competition came from Harbin, which is all the way up in the northeastern part of China. And yes, and this is quite the departure from the beach holiday, which uh, I know mm. uh, Josh is very much into. But this winter, it's the extremely freezing holiday that people are going for. And also, um, it's enjoying so much spotlight in the media right now. So what's the scoop behind Harbin's rapid ascent to winter stardom? It's not like a lot of these touristy places have been built overnight. They've been mm. around for some time. And why are thrill seekers and snow aficionados bundling up and making a beeline for the chilly delights of China's northeastern corner this winter season? Well, I think that, as I mentioned before, Harbin's done a really great job with focusing on its merits, on its tourism. And it's realized that, you know, there's there's a lot of opportunity in having the conditions that it has, those very harsh conditions offer a lot of entertainment. And I think one of them obviously is winter sports. And the Beijing Winter Olympics obviously has really shone a light on China and on a lot of athletes and um, on the competence that they have on the slopes, on the snow and ice, but also on China's actually geographical, the abundance that it has with these areas and um, how it's actually able to host a lot of sports at the very top level. So. I think that this has given rise to a lot more enthusiasm for winter sports in China. And obviously, after COVID-19, I think that all over the world, there's been more enthusiasm to get outside and participate in outdoor activities and things like this. And so winter sports in China, uh, obviously growing in popularity in Harbin's, um, managed to capitalize on this growing enthusiasm for it. So that's really, uh, I think, a, a big reason for it. And then, of course, aside from sports, as a foreigner, we know that Harbin is quite famous for a lot of these modern ice and snow sculptures and things like this. And I know from my research that since the city launched the first Ice Lantern Garden Party, which was 60 years ago, apparently, and after six decades of accumulation, Harbin is at the forefront in many aspects of ice and snow resources and recreational projects. For example, the ice and snow world, ice sculpting techniques, and the ice and snow festival, which uh, are enjoying a lot of popularity nationwide all over the world. Oh, yes, well. absolutely. And the ice and snow tourism industry is a pillar industry that Harbin, as well as, you know, different cities within the region are really trying to push forward, if not capitalize on, because these touristy places, they only exist for a few months of the year. And mm. when the weather gets warmer, you don't have the ice sculptures anymore. So it's essential that they get it right. And it seems like they have this time. Right. And also, yes, we finally can talk about this ice and snow world. You know, they constructed this kind of a, you know, they call it a world shaped by ice and snow. You know, these ice castles, ice sculptures. This is quite awe-inspiring for people from the southern regions, you know. For example, me, or we call them little potatoes, right? Where snow is a rare sight and individuals who get really, really excited at the mere sight of snow for a long time, even just seeing the snow. Therefore, everyone wants to go and personally experience it. 
imagine you are in this world with you know different colors of lights and all, everything built up with ice. And one thing that is、uh, worth to mention is that giant ice slide in this ice and snow world, and it is the most popular item among park goers. In order to meet the rising demand of tourists, the number of slides has increased from eight to in previous years to fourteen, with the longest. One extending 521 meters of slide. Wow!、Mm. Imagine you just slide down 500 meters, and you know that thrill and excitement. Just, just you cannot imagine that as a people who was born and raised in southern part of China. Aside from that, the ge- geographical benefits of this、um, city, right? They have abundant resources of snow and ice, making it. A good foundation for building up the all of these、uh, structures, right? And when we talk about southern folks here in China, the cities that they live in usually, well, sometimes can see the difference in temperature of more than thirty degrees、mm. when they go all the way to places like Harbin or in the vicinity of that city. Then we're talking about easily below twenty degrees. And that just sounds really cold, but it's、mm. a lot of fun. And、uh, Yushun, you you described to us this ice and snow world, and it is truly fascinating. I would encourage you to check out the pictures and videos online, and it is truly like a fairyland. So colorful、mm. at nighttime, especially during the day. It's All Snow White, and it's almost like an ice and snow theme park. Imagine everything in a theme park, but made out of ice.、Mm. And these life-size ice sculpted buildings and fun amenities are all available for folks to enjoy. And also, what really set Harbin up the ranks of Trending topics this winter was initially about the sale of tickets. Apparently, this theme park, if I may call it that, has kept the ticket price the same for years, regardless of rising costs or whatnot. And therefore, it came as a big surprise for people. And also, when there was a dispute over tickets, and then the organizers in Harbin. They simply came out with a very sincere apology and offering free services as an apologetic gesture, and that is top customer service. And、mm. this is what people really respond to. And then it started this huge snowball effect of people, on the one hand, zeroing in on. Service check of this place, and on the other hand, it seems like Harbin has passed that test in flying colors. And this is the part that I want Yushun to give us a bit more information about. That is now internet users are even calling the city. 讨好型城市 people pleasing city.、Mm. Right. You must have heard of people pleasing personality,、mm. but this city, for once, is really rolling out the red carpet for visitors to come and visit. Of course, you know the popularity of this city. Of course, caused by first of all the hardware facilities of these what we talked about, the these castles and buildings, and also is. 
because of the service that the local people are offering. You know, um, first of all, the local government they really understand and cherish this opportunity of getting popular. They are calling on these business op operators to cherish this chance of being popular and advocating plans to strengthen their industry self-discipline, enhance their service quality, adhere to transparent pricing, and fully showcase the positive image of their businesses industry in Harbin. And also, when we talk about Taohao Xingcheng, the people-pleasing city, this is also a joke that made by netizens, but it is also reflecting that the phenomenon happened in Harbin touched by the city's detailed service. Tourists share their heartwarming moments online, which in turn draws more curious tourists to this city and pushing this city to the top of the trending topics on the internet. And the way that harming people treating the tourists is more like, you know, the parents are spoiling the kids. They are satisfying every little tiny, you know, request that made by the tourists and um, people think they are actually being a people pleaser to these tourists and that's why netizens are calling this city a people pleasing city and I think it is trying to complement this city in a good way and um, they are praising the service that they're providing. Yeah sure well I think that every tourist attraction needs to have its niche right and I mean a niche could be something as big as winter sports I feel like that's a little bit too big even to be a niche right but it needs to focus in on it. And, and also that takes time. It needs to have something very individual, something very special about it that makes it postable, xiaohongshuable, uh, if, if that's a, an adjective or Instagrammable. Um, all of these things are really important these days. And I don't think that it's enough for Harbin if it wants to develop its tourism to simply be just a snow sports or a snowy place, right? It has to develop its own identity. And it seems as though it's doing so with this people-pleasing city, quote-unquote, thing and, and all of this sort of thing. Because when I think about other parts of the world that I've been to, and if you think about some of these famous places, you do think about not only the way it looks, but the experience that you're uh, going to have there. I think that this is vital to every tourist industry. My own hometown is struggling with this, I think, right now. It used to have its niche, for example, Scarborough, my hometown, which was it was the seaside. It was where you could go to the outdoor swimming pools. But now it's lost that because it's no longer special anymore. There are many other beaches. There are many amazing pools and things like this. And it's trying to rediscover this niche and we're struggling. So Harbin seems to be a success story. Uh, unfortunately, we cannot take too much inspiration because there is no snow in my hometown aside from a couple of days a year. But uh, I think that it's really valuable and they're doing a great job. And for me, I feel a genuine sense of joy for Harbin as well as the Dongbei area or the uh, northeastern part of China, which comprises of three provinces. Because for some time, when this region reaches the headlines, it's more of a... Um, people lamenting of a bygone era. So it's really great to see that these um, provinces are doing much better this winter. And actually, this is the very much anticipated and much 
needed revenue that these businesses have been striving for. And this winter to see so many people go and uh, have a good time as well as spent their hard earned yuan over there. And this is really important for the local economy. Harbin is merely one of the many popular attractions in Northeast China. So Yushun, tell us what are some of the other places that might be under the radar a little bit, but uh, they are fabulous places to visit. One destination is called Changbai Mountains in Jilin Province. According to the online travel operator Trip.com, the Changbai Mountain scenic area tops the list of the most popular domestic ski destinations. And yes, the Changbai Mountains, widely regarded as the preeminent uh, skiing destination in China, and also are positioned alongside the Rockies in North America and the Alps in Europe as one of the top three skiing heavens in the world. So this is also quite popular. And another one is, I think, a more specific service that provided by Shenyang in Liaoning province, which are the public bathhouses, right? People in Shenyang can enjoy, you know, basically the top level of service in these bathhouses. You can get different kind of baths. You can have all kinds of entertainment, watching TV, movies, PlayStation, everything. And you can also get a lot of, you know, diversified food, fruits and everything. And that is why people always like to call this a destination of their happy hometown, because they can spend a whole day in that one single bathhouse. And um, according to the data released by Chinese local life service platform Meituan, Shenyang was also listed as the nationally popular treasure city during the New Year's Day holiday with its bathing centers packed with customers. And yeah, I personally experienced one of these bath centers in Shenyang. And yeah, and I understand why people are all going there. And um, you can feel that one-step service in one place. And, and that is also quite different from the one that you can get from different, uh, from other cities. Yeah, certainly we've seen that hot springs and bathhouses have become a new attraction for younger people as well mm. as well-informed older folks i suppose for for everybody just imagine this it's almost like okay i know a lot of um international tourists like to go for a, a massage and this place it's massage it's a hot bath it's also socializing with your friends as well as you can watch movies play ping pong and just mm. hang out and have wonderful buffet mm. served in your room and it's just a, a rapidly developing and very popular new leisure pastime for people and actually we have devoted a singular discussion on this topic of this newer version of public bathhouses in China which do feel free to visit our archives from last year to look it up and listen to it if you're interested in it. And the Beiji village of Mohe in Heilongjiang province is another popular tourist destination as it is also known as China's North Pole. And uh, this village is among the coldest places in China and it has 
a range of winter activities to attract tourists. And Josh, do you think that this popularity that Harbin has enjoyed, as well as you know this attention that we're given to this area, will sustain much longer? I think it probably will. I think that areas that rely heavily, or tourism areas that seem to rely quite heavily on their natural assets like snow for example if it's developed well and it can develop itself into an internationally famous and really high quality venue and space for snow sports for example i think that it can sustain this because people are always looking to do that something like that yes and you might be wondering can this kind of success be replicated well in becoming the next tourist hotspot enjoying social media attention like now, from Zibo's summer allure to Harbin's winter charm, it might appear coincidental, but actually it results from a whole lot of behind-the-scenes effort, and I think marketing is part of it. But it also underscores the importance of sincere hospitality in attracting travelers, because people are going to talk, and it, they have a good time. They'll also want people to know. I just want to say, good job, Binza. The chilly adventure awaits. So grab your coziest scarf and join the frosty festivals in the coolest corners of China. Stick around, everybody. We'll be back after this break. 